Hi buddies, I hope you're having a fabulous day. I'm coming to you live from my apartment in Brooklyn for a special bulletin on RuPaul's Drag Race season 10 finale. Wow, I don't even know where to begin on this one. We had RuPaul dancing, we had a voice message from Oprah. Um, it was a star-studded audience. I feel like I saw the gay version of Spencer Pratt, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it was a great show. If you watched it in real time, it was actually an hour and a half long and VH1 really packed in the commercials then, which was kind of draining. Um, but it was all worth it to see, you know, what I'm going to say was one of the worst lip syncs in Drag Race history. And I'm talking about the duel between Asia O'Hara and Cameron Michaels, who lip synced for their life. They were singing Janet Jackson. And Asia O'Hara, who's been one of my favorite queens throughout the entire season, oh man, she did this trick, this, you know, had this costume malfunction where she had bracelets that were filled with butterflies and a breastplate that was filled with butterflies. And the butterflies did not move. In fact, some of them fell to the floor. Some of them kind of just wilted sadly. You know, I think you were expecting this big reveal. And, you know, out comes no butterflies. And it's just the saddest thing you've ever seen. And instead of lip syncing to the song and giving us the performance we deserve, my God, the butterflies, they just wilted and... At one point, Cameron Michaels is stomping around the stage and you can kind of see the butterflies on the floor being perhaps stomped on. I mean, it was just cringeworthy. I love Asia O'Hara. I think her, even her outfit was stunning. She is such a generous queen. She was the real mother of this season, took care of everyone. Ugh, it was heartbreaking to watch her just have this really... It just was a malfunction. And... It was something that Twitter just exploded with, with a million GIFs and memes and um, Monique Exchange really was the face of how we all felt, which is the camera just so slightly pans to her and her mouth is agape and we're just all in shock. Um, in a very bizarre turn of events, we had three people lip sync for their life for the end, which was... Hard to watch also. Um, too many queens on stage. Too much happening. Uh, Eureka O'Hara, Cameron Michaels, and Aquaria all battled that bang, bang, Ariana Grande song. And guys, it was a lot. It was a lot of Eureka just sweeping the floor. Um, the butterflies were still on the floor. I just, it felt to me like that Whitney Houston when she sang the national anthem and then it just screwed everybody else up. Um, that is kind of the energy that the finale finished on, which was crazy. And um, at the end of the day, Aquaria snatched the crown and became the season 10 finale winner. Um, I like Aquaria. I think she had a lot of growth this season. I think in the beginning she couldn't string two sentences together. She was definitely known to be a look queen. I mean, had the best looks on the runway, hands down. 
Um, but she really grew into her own and she continued to be kind. And there was one scene where they were doing, you know, maybe this was a couple before the finale. They were doing a dance routine with Tadra Call and she just starts crying and she's just like, I'm so grateful to be in the top four. And I think to be that young and that poised and that um, thoughtful about your place, I, I really enjoyed. So I was happy for Aquaria. Um, a lot of internet shade going on about Eureka and um, the racial tension between her and the vixen and the way that we allow the white queens to just rise and we keep giving them chances. Um, I read an interesting article this morning about how because drag race, drag race fans are mostly white, um, we're perpetuating a lot of the same privileged standards and holding our white queens to, um, we're allowing them the privilege to make mistakes and forgive them, whereas women like the Vixen who, you know, have, have altercations and whatever, we hold them to a higher standard and... It was a shame to watch the reunion and to watch that fight and to see the Vixen just kind of be dismissed for her anger. I thought it was kind of sad. I know Rue had such great intentions about, you know, wanting the Vixen to be open to receive help, and I totally get that. Um, but it re my heart really broke. That was such a weird tension moment, and then to see her on stage at the finale was kind of heartbreaking, and I, I'm praying for the Vixen. I feel like she got a bad rap. I feel like she got bad edits. Um, I think she really is a sweetheart, even though she came to fight and she wants to be there and she was really aggressive all season. Um, I think there's more to that story. I wish we would have gotten that story. Um, and I do see how we are giving white queens the, the privilege to kind of build out more complicated narratives. I mean, Eureka is a really polarizing person and um, she was given a lot of second chances. <sighs> and I see why people are on the fence about her. Um, to be honest, I feel like when she started the season, she drove me nuts. And then she kind of grew on me. Um, and I'm not sure if that's the editing or, you know, again, the way that they allow white queens to get more space on the show. Um, I honestly, I feel very conflicted about Eureka. I don't know how I, I don't know where I stand. Um, I will say, just as a final note, that I kind of, my heart aches for Miss Cracker. And I felt like, to be honest, her and Aquaria kind of obviously were put in the same boat right from the beginning, being New York queens, having similar looks, although I don't feel like they look similar at all. And I know that there was some controversy about Miss Cracker perhaps stealing looks from Aquaria. I don't know the history of that, but I feel like Miss Cracker is such a developed personality. She has such a developed look. She is like a Bianca Del Rio or a Trixie Mattel. She's looking, she's a star and she's her own person. And whether or not she started kind of riding Aquarius coattails, she's not that person anymore. Um, and so it kind of broke my heart to not see her in the top four. Something must have happened. I don't know what Rue saw that we didn't see, but I don't think Miss Cracker deserved to go home. Um... I honestly would have preferred to see Miss Cracker on stage than Eureka, though I know people liked the redemption of Eureka having come back from season nine. I don't know. So I feel like for this season, Miss Cracker was my favorite. She was the only one I was like really rooting for. I don't know why personality wise I identified with her. She was a comedy queen. 
She was so fun. She was really honest about her vulnerabilities. And I think she just gave us more. And so I'm going to be Team Miss Cracker for this one. Um, I hope you guys loved watching the finale. Feel free to DM me and let me know what you thought. Um, one of my favorite parts of the finale was when Rue starts dancing along with the pit crew. I just was screaming. We never get to see him dance um, in drag. That was so fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to season 11. It's uh, such an iconic show. So incredible to be able to watch it. I feel like such a great escape with everything going on in the news right now. So um, if you haven't seen Drag Race, get into it. Pick any season you want. Dive right in. Um, it's so engaging. It's so entertaining. It's so beautiful. The artistry, the queer culture. I can't recommend it enough, guys. Anyway, hope you have a fabulous day. Oh my gosh, this was nine minutes. I'm so sorry. There was a lot to get into. Um, yeah, sending you all love. Bye. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate them. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque club. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The Lacey... Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!